welcome to the Freed Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Heil, founding member of the Freed Fellowship and Freed Media. This is a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between entrepreneur and entrepreneur. In this episode, you'll hear one Freed story from someone who made the jump from the corporate world to the vast unknown of entrepreneurship. We at Freed Media know that the road to entrepreneurship can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. We hope that in sharing Freed stories, that you will gain some tangible tips on how to get Freed yourself. It's our mission to provide support and community for those working their five to nine side hustles and jotting down their someday business plan. We're navigating the journey ourselves, and we'd love to take you along with us. Ready to get Freed? Hello, everyone. We are here with a special episode. Today, we are sitting down with our fearless leader here at the Freed Fellowship, Andy Louis-Charles. Hi, Andy. Hi, Jackie. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to dive into your journey and the story behind the Freed Fellowship. Us fellows know a lot about you, but could you let the audience know a little more about your role at the Freed Fellowship? Yeah, Jackie, no problem. Uh, as the audience probably has picked up, I am the founder of the Freed Fellowship. Uh, and beyond that, actually, I mean, it's really uh, driven and everything that happens out of the Freed Fellowship is really uh, done by you and the team. And it's like, you guys are awesome. Um, I just, my main role is to try to stay out of you guys' way. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, w- when I'm not staying out of you guys' way, I guess I, I play a couple of roles. You know, one is just being the main roadblock remover. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you guys are trying to do great things and, and you know, impact budding business owners out there, um, I just try to remove some of the roadblocks. Um, I'm also like chief cheerleader. You know, whether it's cheerleading for the team or, or for the, the companies and businesses uh, that we we hope to give guidance to and feedback on. Um, and uh, I'm a coach. You know, I, I, I try to coach the team as much as uh, I can and, you know, use some of the experiences that I have to help us, you know, meet our goals and, and impact uh, the success of the entrepreneurs uh, that we touch. I love it. I love it. So please let everyone know, where did your inspiration behind the fellowship come from? What sparked this initial idea? Uh, well, it's been a long journey. Uh, I've, I've probably been on this journey my whole life. I'm, I'm someone who, you know, I, I believe that uh, all past experience uh, is really just a mosaic that, you know, helps influence uh, and guide us on our, our life's journey. Um, so, you know, whether it's from the first business that I started when I was eight, um, you know, to, uh, you know, my, the first investment that I made, um, I, I think it's all led me to this moment. But if I'm thinking about it in recent terms, you know, most recently, it pr- probably started a couple of years ago, you know, right before the pandemic, you know, my, my career was hitting on all cylinders. Um, you know, I was doing well, my family was growing, but um, I was increasingly noticing that the there was something like not right. You know, the, there was a lot of angst in, in society. There was a growing disparity in, in opportunities and economic opportunities, career opportunities. And it just, it, it seemed like things weren't going in, in, in the right direction. Um, then, you know, 2020 hit. And uh, if 2020 doesn't make you re-examine life, uh, I don't know <laughs> what, what will, you know. So in, in 2020, I, you know, I was able to, you know, navigate it, you know, myself, the businesses I'm involved in, you know, it, things you know, were crazy for uh, a bit, but, but we were able to navigate it. But what I realized then is that, you know, so many people aren't positioned 
to navigate, you know, those, those huge changes, whether it's caused by a pandemic or technology shifts or, you know, just things moving uh, away from them. So, you know, alongside navigating everything that the year uh, threw at me, um, I just kind of did that re-examination, you know, and, and said, you know, you know, how do I feel about my role? You know, what, how will my kids look at me, you know, when they say like, hey, in 2020, when the world seemed to go upside down, you know, what role did you play? And um, w- when I examined it, I just realized that I could do more. Uh, so Freed was born out of that. It was born out of my desire to, to do more. That's awesome. It just makes me proud to be a part of it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I guess that's a great segue into our next question. Where did the name Freed come from? You kind of touched on that, but where did it really come from inside of you? Well, that's, that's actually a great question. What's funny is that I don't know if I've been asked that before, but uh, Freed has uh, several different meanings. Um, probably the most broad kind of comes from uh, something that I had read from Steve Jobs, something that he has said, maybe a quote in an interview that he had given. And I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying that like people grow up and you tend to be told that like, you know, the world is the way it is. And you've just kind of have to live inside of it, you know, um, you know, don't, don't, don't bash up the walls too much, you know, kind of live within, you know, the world as it is. The last part of that quote, uh, really hit me where he, he said that life can be much broader than that when you discover like one simple truth. And it's that everything around you that, that, you know, life is made up of um was made up by people that are no smarter than you (laughs) you know you can change it you can influence it and um you know once you learn that uh everything changes and um to me that that was one of the core elements uh of the idea and the name freed is that i think a lot of times the things that stop us are either the stories we tell ourselves the limiting stories that we tell ourselves or the limiting stories that people have about us and um, I wanted to create an environment and a program that would help people get over the stories that they tell themselves that limit them and get them beyond the stories that others tell about them, you know, that that might limit them when they get out there in the world and try to do their thing. So uh, that was a core portion of it. And probably the, the more um, kind of just straightforward uh, definition of freed is that, you know, if you look back just historically, you know, for most of the world's history, you know, human potential has been largely like untapped, uh, locked up, you know, um, you know, and, and not used to its full potential. Um, and again, you know, th- that's been true both uh, literally and figuratively, you know, if you look at just human civilization, like uh, we, we have not been kind to to full human potential. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think, you know, due to technology and societal shifts, like I, I truly do believe that over the next 10 years, we have such a great opportunity, not just here at Free, but just we, you know, as, as a civilization, we have uh, such a great opportunity to unlock uh, the potential that people have in themselves, you know, and, and you're seeing it with, you know, new technology, the internet, I mean, everything that's happening with, with blockchain, <laughs> don't, don't ask someone who's, who's totally into like Bitcoin about that. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll talk your ear off about that. But, um, but it's true. I mean, p- people are really rethinking our structures, what equity of opportunity really means, you know, mm-hmm. what does it mean to build a life? I mean, it, it's just, it's really mind blowing. I almost, um, I'm almost overwhelmed by how much opportunity there is out there for us to do things differently than they have been done. So, 
all those things together just came to the idea of freed. You know, it, it's it's not free. You know, uh, it takes work. It takes time. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is, you know, create a, a, a world, a society, a market that is freed up, you know, from all its historical, you know, shackles. I completely wholeheartedly believe everything just at, at being as a member and at, on board, it, especially people can hear in my episode when I took the leap from corporate world, yes. this whole fellowship was here to catch me and let me know I wasn't alone and let me know that I was great at things and just remind me that I was not my corporate persona. I am a person and it's been really, really, really awesome. Oh, oh that, that, that I, I think you hit on it, Jackie. I mean, I think about how many people are working, you know, uh, nine to five jobs, which nothing's wrong with them, you know, mm-hmm. doing great work. Um, but they may not want to be in that role or they mm-hmm. may want to do something different. And whether it's because of fear or the stories they tell themselves they believe that that is the safest route, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, things that you think are safe in 2008, you know, uh, people had jobs at Bear Stearns and they <laughs> thought that that was the safest thing in the world. And that went away. The institution that had been around, you know, a hundred years uh, disappeared, you know, in, in a day. So mm-hmm. in, in 2020, uh, the first global pandemic in in a uh, in hundred years and, you know, people got furloughed and people got laid off and multiple things. So, the things, you know, we tell our stories, what is safe and, you know, what is secure isn't always that case. So, you know, I, I think the the corporate structure, again, there are some great companies doing great things out there, but people should really always examine themselves and say, hey, you know, this is this my highest and best use? If you found one person, you know, one company that pays you X amount a year, you know, could you divide that by 10 and find 10 people that will pay you one tenth right. of that, you know? And, 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 and make your career that way. So there's so many opportunities out there. So just, I mean, I, I know your journey and just, I think what you've been able to do since you've left corporate America is wonderful. And, and you're like a, a, a shining example of kind of like what, you know, freed fellows are doing. They're, they're, you know, going out and starting businesses and starting ideas from scratch and, and they're making it happen. So, um, awesome to you and awesome to the, to the other fellows. Thank you. It's so, so exciting. Obviously, the Freed Fellowship has helped me navigate entrepreneurship. What has helped you previously? It can be a book, a podcast, a person, a social media account, anything. That's really a, a good question. A lot of times, I, I th- what's funny, this is a question that I have been asked a lot. You know, multiple times they're like, you know, I, I get the questions like, how did you figure out how to do this? You know, how do you know how to do this? You know, uh, and the question I, I always say is that I, I figured it out, you know, and, and I know that that's not a satisfying answer, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I think the construct is is really important. You know, I, I really do believe if you find something that is important to you and you want the outcome, uh, you will find out and figure out how to make that thing happen. You know, um, there was not one book that I read that that really... Um, changed my life, but there probably are 10 books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably read those 10 books right as I needed them. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, I wanted to learn something. So I read that book, or I read that article. And and then I, I was like, Oh, great, that that helps me get, you know, one step forward. Mm-hmm. And then I read the next one, and it helped me get two steps forward. So I've just been a real advocate of trial by fire. And I, f- I feel that sometimes people, they actually won't take that step forward. 
until they learn everything about something. And mm-hmm. I think overthinking things uh, often are the death of things. Yeah. You know, and you probably are better served getting in over your head because once you're in over your head, then you've got to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it forces your hand. And um, so I, I, I guess uh, uh, this is a meandering way to get to <laughs> the answer that you asked. But I think the way that I have been able to navigate things is by getting myself in in over my head. And th- that's probably my, my, my number one um, uh, you know, piece of advice. If someone you know, wants to start a business or wants to start a new thing, uh, I would say, hey, get in over your head. Find a way mm-hmm. to get in over your head. Now, I'm not <laughs> encouraging people taking out debt or doing anything <laughs> uh, insane, but... Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to find your own personal... Uh, I, I would say you need to find your own personal discomfort zone. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely get yourself uncomfortable. You know, you need a little discomfort, but you're, you're a level of discomfort. You know I mean, right. uh, discomfort that you can come back from, you know, that, that isn't binary where there's no point of return on it. But make <laughs> yourself a little uncomfortable. Offer, if, you're, if you have a service organization or you're a consultant, offer somebody, you know, say, hey, I will do this for you for $200. And you don't even know how you're going to do it. You're maybe it's in your field, you know, and, and you've done it before, but you've never consulted before. But go out on the limb and say like, hey, I'm going to help you with your social media strategy. And it's $200 an hour. And, you know, I'm only taking five clients. So, you know, you got to hurry up, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you've never done it before. But, you know, social media and, you know, you know that you'll, you know, work your tail off to, to deliver for somebody and take that leap, you know, get a little uncomfortable. So, yeah, my answer has been I've I've always uh, gotten in a little bit over my head and found a way to to dig out of it. That's awesome, awesome raw advice. <laughs> so we know that entrepreneurship isn't always rainbows and butterflies. So being an entrepreneur for so long of a time and learning so much along the way, what have been your biggest failures and what have they taught you? Again, I don't want it to be about semantics, but um, I, I tend to not use the word failure um, just from the standpoint of as long as you learn from it and you mm-hmm. build on it on, on a, um, let's call it a, uh, a moment of lack of success. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as long as you learn from it, it's not a failure. It's a, it's a learning moment. You know, it's a lesson learned. And so, yeah, I've had tons of lessons learned, you know, um, and, and I got better, uh, out of all of them, but I guess the common trait I would say of lessons learned, I think is, is probably twofold. Um, one is when I deviated from my initial, uh, thesis or my initial process, you know, like Mm -hmm. let's say I got into a business or got into an investment and I had an initial thesis and I'm like, okay, this is the reason why I'm doing it the times where I really learned my biggest lesson have been when the conditions around that thesis changed and I didn't change my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you start a business and you're like, Hey, I'm going to start a, a heavy carb cupcake, you know, um, <laughs> shop. And then you, you know, something happens in, in, in society where like, you know, people are anti-carbs and multiple things like that. doesn't mean that, you know, you should, you know, go with the wind or go with the trends, but you have to re-examine to say like, hey, am I bringing this into a world that wants what I'm offering? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it is. Maybe you're the anti-low-carb you know, shop, but then you've got to position it accordingly. So I guess you know, my, my, my biggest lessons learned are when um, you know, conditions change based on my original thesis, um, and I, I don't change it. Um, and then probably the other one is when I have tried to go alone 
on a project or something and I haven't built a team first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm such a proponent of, of the team, building a team, having a team, you know, having people around you, um, I think is so crucial for success. And, you know, like I said, in the beginning, I mean, you know, the, what we've been able to do, uh, uh, here at the Freed Fellowship has only come into existence because of, you know, you and the team, you know, uh, and the hard work you guys have done. And it really hasn't been about me. So, um, you know, the other lesson learned, I would say is that, you know, I don't care how early it is in your venture, build a team. And people will say, Oh, but I don't have money to hire. No, 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 no. Build a team. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, your mom or dad, your cousin, your uncle, you know, your, a friend doesn't matter who it is pull together a skeleton team, people Mm -hmm. that believe in the thing that you want to achieve, meet with them on a weekly basis, have a vision, you know, have goals that you're working towards and build on that and just do it. And every week you meet with them and you talk about it and you show how you make the progress and something magical happens. Uh, if you keep doing that, you know, more people will come on board and the people that were on board will get more interested in it as you make progress. And hopefully you start generating some revenue. Then now actually you have a little bit of, of, of capital to either, you know, support the people that have supported you or bring on new people or what have you. So it's, it's super amazing, you know, when you're able to find other people that share a vision that you have, um, and then you can motivate them and, and encourage them, uh, magical things happen. So my, my lessons learned, the things that haven't gone as right, uh, have always rooted in not building a team or, you know, not changing, uh, my thesis when the conditions on the ground have changed. Completely agree. Especially with the team, that seems to be like a common curse for entrepreneurs you think you can do it all and let's be honest you can't and it's just better to be really really great at a few things instead of okay at a lot of things yeah and i I completely agree with that totally totally so what are two things you want members to get out of the fellowship uh i would say two things um number one is uh removing any unhelpful stories a fellow has about themselves. You know, I, I think the, you know, imposter syndrome or um, fear of failure, um, all these things are, are mindset issues uh, that, that, that hold people back. So the, the number one thing I, I'd want fellows to walk away with, as well as people in, in our community listening to this podcast or who are on our email list, I really want them to be able to get into a growth mindset uh, where they believe that they can change the condition uh, that they're in, you know, that they can achieve the goals that they want to achieve, that nothing is uh, beyond their grasp. Uh, they are good enough. You know, people care about them. People want to see them successful and that they can do it. So the first thing would be mindset shift and removing any unhelpful stories that they have about themselves. And then the second thing I, I, I want both freed fellows, as well as, again, anybody in our community to feel like they are in a community. Uh, you mentioned earlier about entrepreneurship feeling very lonely and, and entrepreneurs feeling alone on the journey. And I actually want to remove that. I, I, I want that. I want that narrative to not exist. Uh, there's no reason why entrepreneurship has to be a lonely process. I think we can build structures and systems where people build together, you know, build in a community, build because they both have or, you know, or a group of people have a similar vision for what the future looks like. And 
I think we're moving in that direction and hopefully we'll do our part in, in getting rid of that narrative. I love being part of that narrative. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do it alone. You don't. No, you definitely don't. And that's definitely something that a lot of entrepreneurs need to know, especially during this time. So everybody's gone off on their own and it's good to know that you can find a community to have your back. Yeah, definitely. So where do you see the Freed Fellowship five years from now? Hmm. Five years from now. So I think five years from now is probably too short a period of time. Let, let's do 10. <laughs> so um, <laughs> one of the stated goals uh, we have at the Freed Fellowship is that, you know, in the next decade, we want to help at least, again, this is not a maximum, it's a minimum. We want to help at least a thousand new business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, grow their business to million dollar plus businesses. So if you do the math on that, if you have a thousand businesses doing at least a million dollars in revenue, that's at least a, a billion dollars in impact. So mm -hmm. th that's our that's our goal. Um, I hope we we blow that goal out of the water. You know, I, I hope we we 10x that, you know, but if over the next decade, you know, we can have the have impact on a thousand a thousand business owners and and again a million dollars is it's a little bit arbitrary, but you know most businesses never cross a million dollars. You know, and and it's a threshold that tends to point towards a business that is viable, uh, potentially sellable. You know, potentially something that they, uh, an entrepreneur can either sell or, or hand off to a you know their family when, when they're done with it. So that's kind of the threshold. And if we can help a thousand business owners get there in a, in the next decade, I will feel like we did our part. You know, we, we made a little dent in doing that, especially since, you know, we focus on entrepreneurs who historically, you know, haven't, you know, had a lot of uh, attention and the benefit of doubt and, and have, you know, often been underestimated. And uh, I just see it being untapped. You know, it, it's almost like having this, this, you know, like a um, oil reserve, or it's a, um, you know, a gold mine, you know, mm -hmm. that, 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 that hasn't been tapped. And, and I do think that there's so much talent out there um, that just, you know, has just gone unnoticed. And we really, you know, uh, gravitate towards those entrepreneurs and want to give them an environment, and just give them a little bit of that push, be a little bit of a catalyst and help unlock all that talent that's there. So we believe we can do it. Um, we believe the talent is out there. I've seen it. And and that that's our goal for the next 10 years, make that billion dollar value creation among those thousand entrepreneurs. And again, we're not going to limit it to a thousand. I hope <laughs> we we hope we touch 10,000 entrepreneurs, 100,000 entrepreneurs. You know, the, there really is no upper bound limit, but that threshold is a thousand and, you know, have them build businesses they're proud of um, that make an impact. We're going to start a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Viva la, la revolution. Yeah. So our most important question, what is your superpower? You can even have a superhero name. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that you threw in the superhero name, uh, <laughs> it makes it a little bit harder because I don't think it makes a really good superhero name. I, I think I'm the, the dot connector. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that, that's, that's such a horrible... Intimidating. <laughs> it, it totally is not. It totally is not. And, and what I mean by uh, the dot connector is that uh, I think a lot of life is spent collecting dots, you know, mm. uh, and data points, you know, maybe people collect degrees or they collect jobs or they collect, you know, projects. And they're all these discrete things. 
and all of them have some level of value. Uh, but when you do them, you know, dot by dot by dot, um, all they are, are a bunch of dots. Mm-hmm. It's not until you start to connect the dots, you know, and, and they string them together to have meaning and a narrative that the magic starts to happen. So, you know, just that ability to kind of uh, see things that for no reason, you know, no one would think that they should be connected. <laughs> and um, I, I, I just do have a, um, I don't know what to call it. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I would say that I am, I have a, a, a good ability. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to talk too proud of myself but uh i i have a you're a superhero uh, come on <laughs> yeah I, I, okay i have the super power <laughs> of you know connecting uh seemingly unconnected dots that's um, amazing <laughs> yeah it, but it but it but it matters i mean like it's it's because sometimes those dots are people you know yep. and there are two people that there's no reason those two people would know each other and in any other condition, they wouldn't and they would go by and they'd do their project separately. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've got to meet this person. And mm-hmm. if you guys get together, I think you're going to do wonderful things and nothing better than, you know, introducing two people. And then I, I check back in with them, you know, a month or six months later and think like, we're working together and we started doing this thing. And now we're building this together. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> the fact that I could feel like, you know, just by me seeing that, you know, you put, you know, peanut butter and chocolate together and you get this like this mm-hmm. new thing it's it's just awesome so you know combining things um sometimes it's ideas you know sometimes it's two ideas that have no business being together and, and pulling them together um and creating a whole new business model i'll do that too so um i am the seemingly unconnected dot connector <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome i can definitely see that i've this community has i introduced me to people all over the country and it's been great to have my really great qualities compared to their really good qualities and where they lack, where I lack, we can pick each other up. And it's been really, really awesome people I would have never met otherwise. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Andy, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your goals behind the Freed Fellowship with us. We can't wait to follow up with you again soon. But until then, where can our audience find you? Well, number one, the the best place to find me and the team would be visiting Freed fellowship.com that way you can learn more about the fellowship about the programs about the feedback we give entrepreneurs as well as um, the monthly grant if you're on social media one of the best places to reach out and and say hi would be on twitter Uh, our handle is at freed fellowship so if you you know tweet us or dm us you we will respond to you uh at freed fellowship so those are the the two best places and um you know and just join the community we'll we'll point you in the right direction join our email list multiple things like that but you know visit the website or visit us on twitter and there you have it guys we can't wait to chat with you and we'll see you again next week here at the freed fellowship we are building a community of talented individuals ready to make theirs and others business dreams come true Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next time as we interview another fellow team member. And until then, don't forget to free your mind, free your media.